This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Dr. Giggles. Sorry, the doctor is in. Sane? Take the red pill, take the blue pill, take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And on the uh, advice of self-proclaimed fan of all fans, Todd. Todd. <laughs> With one D. Yes, well, yeah, he uh, he gave up, he sacrificed the second D in order to become our super fan. Yeah. It's a very uh, esteemed position. Yeah, that's what we require from you is to literally give up parts of your name yeah. to, uh, to to truly enjoy us. You have to give up a part of yourself. Yep. And uh, as you've noticed, Brett's not here. We uh, we put him back in his cage. Uh, can't have him uh, running too rampant these days. Got to keep him under control. Yeah, too much Brett. That's no good for anybody. <laughs> Some would argue any Brett is too much Brett. Yeah, still not good. <laughs> but yeah, we'll we'll get him back whenever we can. But uh, his uh, his work and school schedule has made it really hard these days. So we uh, we apologize that we don't get the full slaughterhouse princess experience. But uh, once the school's done and he gets a better job, yeah, I'm going to just kind of force him to to do every episode from then on. As you should. Yeah, as I can, you know, from multiple states away. <laughs> yeah, exert your force from several states away. <laughs> but, yeah, so but anyway, Dr. Giggles starring Elliot Law's breakout star, Larry Drake. Yeah. Don't confuse this with the dentist, which I did somehow. <laughs> yeah, it's Corbin Burnson, oddly enough, also from L.A. Law. <laughs> So apparently that's what you did in the 90s was uh, go from Ellie Law to horror movies. Yeah, not particularly good ones. Spoilers. <laughs> well, serviceable at least. So this here one starts up with uh, the titular Dr. Giggles named because he giggles. And he's a doctor. Well, I mean, so, I never I mean, saw a degree. He is dressed as a doctor and performing heart surgery in a surgical theater. So, you know, I mean, he has to be a doctor, right? Well, yeah, totally. That makes sense. Yeah. And and like any respectable person does, the uh, the patient wore their best suit to their heart surgery. <laughs> yep, that's what I do. I always wear my Sunday best whenever I go in for complicated medical procedures. I often rent the tux and just expense it to my medical insurance. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's why medical insurance costs so much. <laughs> well, you got to have your uh, medical tuxedo on. Yeah. So, uh, what are you wearing? What are you wearing for your operation today, sir? Like, I'm wearing Armani. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be paparazzos taking pictures of you walking into the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it turns out instead that uh, Dr. Giggles is in fact 
crazy, crazy, and uh, <laughs> he's operating, he's removing the heart of some dude who he captured at, well, in the medical institute, or the medical institution, and then promptly escapes. Yeah, from what is arguably the worst insane asylum that has ever been made in the history of any place ever. I mean, because, like, they didn't even know his name. Yeah, and the guy's been there since he was, like, seven or some shit. <laughs> like, he's been there for 35 fucking years, and they never bothered to, I don't know, try to ID the dude. Yep. And so he kills some people on the way out while making one-liners, because, uh, spoiler alert, basically every time he kills someone, he makes a one-liner. Yep. I hope you're a fan of doctor-based uh, one-liner kind of puns, but not always, but sometimes. Yeah, I think we were ten minutes in this movie before I decided that uh, Todd was was gave us this movie as punishment for uh, all the terrible jokes I had been making earlier. That doesn't that doesn't make it better. <laughs> no, but it makes it true. So he uh, manages to escape. After delivering delivering such classic lines as some dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's all the doctor is in. Yeah, uh, this won't just hurt. Wait, bit. You see the bill. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I mean, uh, it's all it's all terrible. It's all like Arnold Schwarzenegger should have done this movie. He could at least deliver one-liners a little bit better than, than Larry Drake. And so now he's escaped. And we meet up with our uh, protagonist. Charmed. Mm-hmm. And Charmed is meeting up with Guy from Roseanne, who is her boyfriend. And the, it's the last day of school, and he wants to go bone... The six days he's not working out of the week. And they meet up with their friends, uh, completely stereotypical 90s kids. Yeah, they're like, there's slutty girl and other slutty girl. Mm -hmm. And they see two twin jock boys and refer to them as the Twin Peaks and want to climb them. Yeah. And Which... I'm not sure if that was actually a clever joke based on the next scene or not, or if that was just coincidence. I'm going to call it coincidence based on every other thing that happens. <laughs> yes. Oh, we find out that uh, school is out, and they all want to go to Breeders Point, which or Breeders Hill, which apparently is where is uh, you know aptly named since that's where the kids go to bone. Either that, or they're creating enriched uranium there. I'm not sure which. Either way, it's it's a recipe for getting the cops called. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and so they all agreed to meet there and uh, potentially bone. Mm-hmm. But at first... Least they got, at least they got that right, the teenagers, they want to bone. That's true. But first, we get to see uh, Dr. Giggles return to his boyhood home where he busts down the wall they built to hide the doctor's office in the basement, he says perplexingly. Yeah, apparently when 
when your dad goes insane and starts cutting the hearts out of people, the the what you do is put some lath over a door and then plaster over that and then paint it, and somehow that makes things better. Yeah, yeah, and the door is is a very official looking office door in a super not official entryway vis-a-vis the weird creepy basement. Yeah, it's like even got like the, the lettering painted on the, the frosted glass and the little like thing that slides that says the doctor is in or the doctor is out. And we're uh we're treated to a nice little uh, montage of him rifling through doctor things and finding his doctor's jacket and handy doctor's bag. Yep. And then we cut to a different doctor who, at least like in profile, looks vaguely like uh, Kyle MacLachlan. Or, so I refer to him as Dr. Agent Cooper. <laughs> All, no, Dr. Almost Agent Cooper. Yeah. Uh, and he's inspecting Charmed. And apparently Charmed has like some kind of valve prolapse thing going on uh, that that a that my wife has only, I guess she has a more mild version than this lady. Cause this lady could apparently need heart surgery to fix it. Yeah. We learned that she's supposed to take it easy. No, uh, you know, caffeine or booze or whatever. No, no, no soda, no boning and no booze. They pretty much are the three, the three things she should avoid. Meanwhile, a bunch of jerk-ass 90 kids roll up to Dr. Giggle's old house because they're going to explore because one of them, who's not Sean Penn, convinces them that Dr. Giggles lives in the walls for the last 30 years? Yeah, and so they go around tapping in all the walls, and there's like you can tell like teens have been in this house a lot over the years because there's a bunch of graffiti. My favorite one being Squirrels Abused by Mother. <laughs> yeah, you know, that classic graffiti bit. <laughs> I was like, that's just so strange. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, it has the distinction of being the most interesting part of the movie up to this point. Yeah, and after this point, really. But, uh, so anyway, there's, uh, there's two white people, two white teenagers and two black teenagers, and shockingly enough, the two black teens get locked into a room, and the two white teens say, see you later, we're out. And yep. the uh, the girl, it's, it's a, two, a boy and a girl, black, you know, black teens locked in a room. The girl's like, I hope you didn't think that getting me locked here and, here and with you was going to get you any, uh, any play, because it's not. But if you get us out of here, you might get some play. And he's all like, okay, let me get us out of here. And then he pretends to hurt himself. And then Dr. Giggles just injects him with some kind of green serum that makes you vomit up blood. Yeah, you know, that classic blood vomit serum doctors have on hand at all <laughs> times. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's the more lethal version of syrup of Ipecac. So they're they're dead. That's that's it for them. Yep. yep. And shockingly enough, the first two people to die in this movie 
Well, the first two to die, like, once he becomes Dr. Giggles again, two black people. I'm yeah. glad that we can, uh, we can just keep that, that trope rolling along nicely. It was a different time back then. Yeah, 25 years ago, but actually this movie is 25 years old, but still. It's just, yeah. So, uh, jump smash cut to Breeders Hill, where the teens are having the world's third most obvious uh, party. Yeah, for fuck's sake, it's like, we're going to have 17 cars up here. And we're going to have all the lights on, and we're all going to be, like, talking and making, uh, playing music and being loud and making out and drinking, and shocker, the police show up. Yep, and we meet up with uh, Team Policeman. Who's almost John McCain? Yeah. If, if he was a cop. And then we have, uh, what, other, other cop? Loose Cannon. <laughs> Yeah, loose cannon. Uh, yeah, loose cannon. Officer Scannon. Officer uh, Scannon. <laughs> and they they break up the party by playing old timey music. <laughs> like you do. Don't worry about all these drunk teens in their cars speeding off recklessly. That's fine. The important yeah. thing is they're not on the hill anymore. Yeah, but no, actually the music bit was pretty good. Uh, they played some some song called "The Party's Over." And uh, basically told them all to get out. If they can get out quick enough, they're going to be arrested. And so kids throw beer cans onto the ground, a bra onto the ground. Yeah, you don't want to get caught with that bra. Bra. (laughs) And, uh, And they all go zooming off, presumably over the legal limit for intoxication. But, hey, they're not boning on Breeders Hill, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, what's a little drunk driving if we can stop premarital sex from occurring on a hill? Yep. <laughs> Gotta have your priorities. And, yep, and apparently there's a secret bash going on somewhere else uh, since this got broken up, but we don't quite know where yet. And... And it's time when... for the fair. Okay. Oh, yeah, the fair. Which I'm pretty sure is like in the school parking lot, based off of the proximity to other places. And uh, Charm decides to uh, fuck off because she can't drink and she can't bone. And I'm pretty sure being uh, going on a carnival ride would probably kill her as well at this point. Yeah. And she says, man, I'm sorry I've been so selfish and can only think about my problems. So I'm going to continue that. And take off now, boyfriend. Yep. Which was so, weird. Yeah. So she goes home and uh, walks in the house and hears a lady screaming and kind of gets a little freaked out for a second until she realizes, no, just her dad and his girlfriend boning. Yeah, which is scary in its own right. Yeah. And uh, at least she didn't have to see it. She just only had to hear it. And then back at the carnival, uh, guy from Roseanne gets gets approached by Slut 1 and Slut 2, and they tell him about the party at the band room? Yeah, you know, your classic last day of school party in the band room. Yeah. One time in the band room? 
And uh, so they head off there. Um, oh, almost Sean Penn and his girlfriend arrive back at his house where his younger brother's playing Dr. Mario, which I thought was fun. But he's using some... I think it actually is a Nintendo joystick. I kind of recognize it. But whatever he was doing was not playing Dr. Mario. <laughs> no, because he never moved that goddamn joystick, and it was driving me nuts. <laughs> he's just hitting buttons and not moving the joystick, and the game's like... It sounds like he's playing the game, but he's not. <laughs> And so anyway, uh, almost Sean Penn and his girlfriend sneak upstairs where he he decides to swoo to to uh to impress his lady by getting her dressed up in sexy lingerie that he stole from his mom's suitcase before they went on vacation. Yeah. And that's not the weird part. The weird part is the chick's totally into it. Yeah, well she's she's into it as long as he dresses up too. And by that, she means put on a fucking condom. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's it's good, this movie about a murdering doctor with uh, comically large doctor stuff is taking the time out to give a nice message to the kids. Well, and, and actually, um, also, the at the Dr. Almost Agent Cooper's place, there was a, a sign about AIDS behind his head through mo- almost every scene. So I think there actually was like some kind of like attempt at AIDS awareness in this movie, oddly enough. Which I guess in 92 I can kind of see. So, uh... But you know who we haven't mentioned yet, Chris? Probably not. Is Manish Old Lady. Mm, that's right. I forgot about Manish Old Lady. <laughs> who stared at charmed crotch for a while. <laughs> yep. And has an annoying fucking poodle. And when she goes to bed, she puts a red pill down on the counter and then turns around. And when she turns back, it's a blue pill and she takes it and then starts to choke. Yep. Because this movie is actually a prequel to the matrix. Yep. Yeah. It's all, it's all in the computer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then Dr. Giggle shows up, and they do this crazy shot from inside of her mouth while he puts a tongue depressor in, <laughs> which is probably the best shot in the whole movie because it's slightly cartoony, but pretty interesting. Like, yeah. It's, it's, I, I actually really enjoyed that shot. I kind of wish they had done more of that in the movie instead of just giving us Blandersville, but... Yeah, so she dies. She we quickly introduce her and then kill her off in our descriptions. <laughs> yeah, that's all she deserves, really. Yep. And uh, oh, so almost Sean Penn goes into the bathroom to uh, put on this condom while his girlfriend changes into his mom's lingerie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is still as strange as that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, he doesn't condom very well. No, no. Because <laughs> he he drops it in the toilet, and then instead of just grabbing it out of the toilet with his fingers, he tries to fish it out with a toothbrush. Yeah, and it turns out and there's, like, two holes in this thing anyway. Yeah, and he's terrible at fishing it out of the toilet with a toothbrush. Multiple attempts, it still fails. And his girlfriend's like, uh, I'm dressed. You can come out now. And there's still, like, no response. So she's like, well... 
it's fucking cold in here. Let me go look at the thermostat. So I'm going to walk around the, the top level of your house while your little brother is downstairs in the room next to the stairs playing a video game. And, you know, but I'm sure there's zero chance he'll just come out and see me walk around, strutting around your house in lingerie. I'm yeah. perfectly comfortable with this. <laughs> and old, uh, old Dr. Giggles has snuck in. And he uh, proceeds to take her temperature with a foot-long thermometer. With a sharp-ass pointy tip. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where this guy gets this stuff. But I feel like he probably should stop going there because it never seems to work out for people in the end. No, and but he, he did discover the cure to the common cold, Chris. Yeah. Or he takes the thermometer, jabs it through her back of her throat, and says, take one and call me in the morning. I mean, in fairness, that's the cure for everything. Yeah, except for death. Yeah. It just speeds that process along. Yep. And meanwhile, old, uh, not Sean Penn, is like, uh, fished the condom out. Yeah, he finally fishes the condom out of the toilet, and it's three quarters full of water and it's draining out of two holes in the tip. So he, uh, he does not understand how condoms work at all. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was a joke condom designed to get somebody pregnant, you know, as a laugh because why were there holes in a condom? No, isn't that like a, what do they call that? There's actually like a term for that among the youths now. Uh, about poking holes in condoms. I don't know. It's not ghosting or... I don't remember. It's some kind of... You see it on the Facebooks. I don't know if it's actually a thing or not, but hmm. it could just be one of those viral things that goes around and it's actually real. But, like the satanic panic? Yeah, it's the reefer madness. The kids get all reefered up and jab holes in their condoms. Because they've been vaporizing. They're all vaped up. They've been blowing them sick clouds, man. Yep. They're pushing 90 ohms. That's the opposite of what you want to do. Just <laughs> I you want, don't know. The lower the ohms, man. Come on. <laughs> the lower ohms, the ohms, the bigger the cloud. Yeah, you got to sub-ohm that motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. Amateur I'm hour. Old. <laughs> anyway, enough about six sub-ohm rigs. <laughs> Yeah, it, instead, uh, not Sean Penn crawls into the bed and he looks under and he crawls in and he kind of lifts up the covers to look at his girlfriend and there's Larry Drake's face looking at him, yeah. which kind of made me laugh. That bit made me actually laugh because, oh my God, is Larry Drake the last thing I want to see in bed? Yeah, talk about a fucking boner killer. <laughs> not even Dr. Giggles, just Larry Drake. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of boner killers... <laughs> yeah, and Dr. Uh, Doctor Giggles decides to uh, remove his penis, it sure looks like. Yep, we just... We, they pan... They, they pan up from the sheet as a large red splotch grows out from his crotch. A red splotch crotch splotch mm-hmm. something. That's, yeah. We'll workshop it. There's words. They rhyme. <laughs> So, meanwhile, Charmed has uh, decided the best course of action for the evening is to drink a bottle of wine 
throw her heart monitor into the fish tank and head back off to find her boyfriend at the fair. Presumably to bone while drinking a soda. But what she doesn't realize is that he ran off with Slut 1 and 2 and Slut 1, we'll say, came out victorious in the erotic saxophone contest. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the guy from Roseanne is making out with... Uh, yeah, and like, can we just say that like when they cut to that band room, there is just a bunch of like couples all over that room in like low light, just like yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's your classic room... high school softcore band room orgy. Oh god, yeah, like that room could not have sounded good, and in ten minutes that room was not going to smell good. Yeah, it was a real nightmare. But yeah. Slut 2 is like, I'm going to show Slut 1 for being a slut, which doesn't make sense, because that's the entire identity we've been given. Yep. <laughs> so she heads back to the fair, which is in the fucking pissing distance of this goddamn orgy room. Yep. And she grabs Charmed and takes her to the orgy room, where she catches her boyfriend making face noises with slut one and starting to take down her top but like just like got the strap off the shoulder kind of thing because you know this movie is rated r but there is like basically not a lot of gore and not a lot of and basically almost no nudity in it i'm not sure why they went for an r on this with what they had yeah i don't 1992 i guess yeah i don't know i mean i honestly like Titanic was was a harder R than this movie. Yeah. And I got a PG-13. So she's all mad and stuff, so she runs off. Meanwhile, Dr. Giggles has showed up at her house to, you know, murder her dad's uh, girlfriend. You mean murder-diddly-erdler? I do not. <laughs> hey, Brett's not here, so I was got to keep you honest. That's fair. <laughs> but dad's not around because he found the heart monitor in the fish tank so he went to the fair to look for daughter so he sure, he's sure she's all hopped up on the uh, the, the coke a cola and cotton candy yeah so girlfriend stays at home and she's all sad and stuff and is eating ice cream but Dr. Giggles Which does not approve came out of the freezer half thawed yeah <laughs> it's a wildly inefficient freezer they have. Yeah, I just again, like I don't know, just these little things jumped at me because there was almost nothing else going on in the movie, so <laughs> I had to keep myself entertained somehow. So, uh, Doctor Giggles busts out his handy dandy drain snake stomach pump contraption. Yeah. <laughs> Because he doesn't approve of all that ice cream. It's bad for you. So he pumps it out of her guts. And then he turns on the drain snake and, like, sucks out her guts with it. Yeah. Hooray. She's but, dead now. And then he finds the, uh, the, the charms picture and realizes that she has a heart condition. So he's no longer hell-bent on revenge for what happened to his father... Which the town killed him, I guess. 
Yeah, we should go into that a little bit. They had the old-timey black-and-white flashback where uh, his uh, Dr. Giggle's mom had a heart condition, and this was pre-heart transplant. And so her, his Dr. Giggle's dad was trying to figure out a way to save her and decided that the best course of action was to start removing people's hearts from in the town and managed not to save his wife. And then the town apparently, like, kind of, like, Freddy Kruegered him and, like, basically vigilante, like, killed him for, you know, killing their people. And so, but since this chick has a heart condition, it reminds him of his mom. Yeah, so he's going to save, save her. Because he's not a bad guy. Process. Yeah, is totally legitimate medical process. Involving 19 car batteries. So he heads off to the fair to find her. And then he does. Because of course he does. Yeah, but they're in a, a maze of mirrors and plexiglass. And, uh, so... Charm goes a, in there to hide from her dad who's at the fair. Yeah, and the guy from Roseanne is in there. And then Slut 1 decides to go in there too because she's hoping for a threesome. I, I guess, guess so. And Dr. Giggles goes in there because he wants to save her. So now there's a thousand people in this fucking thing. And there's lots of shots of, like, people's images being mirrored. I did like when Slut 1, like, ran headfirst into a plexiglass pane and started her her nose started bleeding. Yeah, it was choice, if I recall, her description. Yeah. Because that's 90s lingo. Yeah. And Dr. Giggles is there, and he, uh, don't worry, guys, he's got a, a comically large uh, medical device to help out this situation. It's a giant Band-Aid! And not just giant, like, like, a foot by, like, fucking four. Like, it's huge. It's the size of half a bath towel, like. <laughs> and, and the important part is it covers her nose and mouth and sticks her to a mirror so that she can't move and can't breathe and then dies. Yeah. So, old uh, Charmed is like, uh-oh, I don't care for this. And Dr. Giggles is like, no, nah, it's cool, see, because I'm a doctor and I'm going to help you or whatever. And she's like, eh, or no. And then she runs off into the world's best lit forest. <laughs> and then she falls down a hill and then Dr. Giggles follows her and then she hits him with the rock and then runs off to the adjacent road which is two feet outside of the woods where she and almost she gets, gets hit, hit by, by the cops cop yep the, the cops run her over well run into her at least yeah and the cops are all like whoa hey 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 we're going to take you and your boyfriend downtown. Yeah. You can meet with the chief of police. Yep. Who was and trying to eat fried rice with chopsticks, which is really hard to do. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a while for sure. Yeah. And he's all like, eh, you crazy kids and you murder doctors all the time. You just wait for your parents to get here. Yeah, you're crazy. And then and Luce- for some reason... Dr. Almost Agent Cooper was uh, there to say that she needed to be hooked up to an EKG. Yeah, for 40 minutes or so. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, Loose Cannon 
It's like, hey, man, what about the, the doctor thing? That seems like, I don't know, one of those police lead things I'm always hearing about. Maybe we should look into that. I think it's called a clue, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a <laughs> professional law enforcement official, so I don't know the lingo. I only know the movies. So, uh, old cop is like, nah, man, leave it alone. You're a loose cannon, man. You need to toe the line. Turn in your gun and your badge or whatever. <laughs> and loose cannon's loose like, cannon always losing his badge. Yeah. And loose cannon's like, nah, you need to tell me the truth. What's really happening? Why are you being so weird, old man? And he's like, oh, okay. Here's a flashback for you. When I was a younger cop, that guy killed those other guys, and then I had to watch the bodies, so I drank a bunch of liquor. What, uh, what kind of liquor was it, Chris? It was clear whiskey. <laughs> Everybody's favorite whiskey from the 1950s. I mean, it had to be like like quintuple distilled or something. Like there was like <laughs> It looked like moonshine. <laughs> yeah. So he recounts the tale of how his job was to guard the corpses that they stored in the furnace room because reasons. Yeah. Well, that's where you select to store bodies where it's nice and warm. Yeah, you got to <laughs> keep them corpses as hot as possible. That's just common sense. <laughs> and he hears some kind of ruckus, so he goes to check it out. And Dr. Giggle's child form... <laughs> emerges from his dead mother with a scalpel cackling the whole time and terrifies him to the point of where he passes out, which is fair if I saw a kid in his underpants come out of a corpse holding a scalpel, I also yeah. probably would not handle that well. You know, like he, like, he cuts his way out of, like, his mother's abdomen, so, like, it is kind of like he's giving, like, himself a cesarean birth. I mean, it is pretty creepy, but apparently it scares the cops so much that he just gives up drinking. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of the opposite that you normally would associate <laughs> with that sort of event. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, man, this freaked me out so much, I'm never going to drink again. <laughs> yeah, Lethal Weapon would have been a way different movie if Riggs would have been stone sober the entire time. <laughs> Like, no, I'm very well adjusted to what happened to me in my past. It's yeah. it's totally fine. Yeah, the, almost John McCain is like, man, I'm too sober for this. I'm too drunk for this shit. <laughs> I got to sober up. <laughs> so then we uh, jump smash cut back to present day. Where uh, the chief is like, okay, so I'm going to leave a phone message. You head over to Charm's house to tell her dad to come get her. And Loose Cannon, you stop being such a goddamn Loose Cannon with your clues and your police work and whatnot. So, <laughs> old, uh, old Dad heads home, gets the message, but Dr. Giggles is there and hits him with the old bone saw to the abdomen. Yeah, well, actually, Dr. Giggles heard the message first. And then apparently left his own message to play afterwards that said, I'm right behind you. And so then uh, the, the, the dad's like, what the shit? Like, this is dumb. And it turns around and there's Dr. Giggles, who yeah, then, of course, cuts slices him across the abdomen with the bone saw. And the dad just collapses over dead. Yeah. 
just as old man Poli shows up. Almost officer, almost John McCain. Yeah, so almost John McCain goes in, and he's like, "Uh oh, a corpse or whatever. That's not great." And Doctor Giggles, I don't know, stabs him or something. Who cares? Giggles at him, yeah, and gets shot for apparently laughing at the police. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's a shootable offense. Yeah, it's 2017. We have different standards nowadays. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so, but then he, yeah, he murdered the the uh, cops somehow. It's not really important because the next scene is uh, Larry Drake performing surgery on himself. Yeah. Which is, which is actually kind of interesting because the way they shoot it, it's like, it looks kind of like him as a doctor standing over a body. And then he's the body, and then like he's taking the bullet out and himself with a scalpel and stitching himself up, and it's it's kind of cool. I will, I will I'll give it that. I kind of like that scene. It's one of the better scenes in the movie. Yeah. And as all this nonsense is happening back at the police station, old uh, loose cannon is uh, you know, following up on that clue thing nobody cares about from earlier and puts two and two together and realizes that Dr. Giggles is you know, murdering people and And that he's actually the son of original murder doctor and decides to head to to that house where he's pretty sure Dr. Giggles is staying yep, and Guy from Roseanne's like, I'm going with you. And he's like, nah, idiot. And he's like, yaha, idiot. And then he goes out the window. Yep. And uh, also, meanwhile, uh, Charmed is having an EKG done. And, and then her heart stops. And almost Agent Cooper has to strap her down. And it's going to... What perform heart surgery on her? But oh wait, that's all. But he then turns into Doctor Giggles. But that's all a dream. Yeah. Until the- Doctor Giggles shows up and has a medical instrument fight with Doctor Almost Agent Cooper. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he overpowers him with his sick reflex hammer skills. <laughs> yeah, like. Oversized reflex hammer skills, that like the the that triangle triangular rubber thing at the end, like was the size of his head. Yeah, and then he chokes him out with a blood pressure cuff, and yeah. it's it's actually kind of cool. I like the makeup on the guy when they had him all choked out. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good makeup. It was a it was a dumb situation, but it was a good makeup. And Dr. Giggles uh, shoots Charm full of Windex and carries her off. <laughs> like you do? You know. And he uh, takes her back to the, the his secret underground surgery room where he informs her that he's got the, the cure for her ills and that involves 63 car batteries. And a bucket full of hearts. Yeah. <laughs> And he uses Where, science to determine the appropriate heart. By holding it up to the... so Because he's got her, like, in a surgical gown, but there's a hole, like, where 
you know, the sternum is. And he just is measuring hearts against this hole to figure out, oh, this one is too small. This one's too large. This one's just right. Yep, the classic medical technique of fucking three bears and that shit. (laughs) (laughs) And as he's getting ready to perform the surgery, Loose Cannon finds his way into what turns out isn't a creepy underground surgery room, but is an entire subterranean motherfucking hospital. Yep, and there's a waiting room, and it is probably the second best waiting room in movies ever after Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty great. Because <laughs> it's got all of like all of his victims propped up in the waiting room with their wounds, like, you know, all torn open and stuff. It's pretty good. Yeah, some of them are holding magazines and shit. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Loose Kanan starts kicking his way through doors and checking out the place. Methodically going room to room, searching for them, like a goddamn professional would do. Yeah. And he hears, uh, he hears old charm. Yep. Because, Because, uh, uh, the car batteries are hooked to the power grid? Who knows? (laughs) So, we should explain this part. So, apparently, uh, Dr. Giggles' dad's heart transplant method like literally involves like six to ten car batteries all connected in either serial or parallel i'm not sure which uh, i didn't get that good of a look at it and uh involves like shocking the person's heart and then cutting them open i yeah. guess you know sciencey stuff yeah so he like goes to sh- he shocks her heart to stop it but apparently that causes like the entire subterranean hospital's lights to flicker for some reason. Because I, I guess batteries aren't enough. No, you got batteries and then you gotta wire it into the power grid, obviously. Yeah. You need that alternating direct current to uh to, to fix things. Yeah. Uh A C D C if you will. <laughs> Brett would have hated this movie. <laughs> so it's uh all, it's all Explosions and weather phenomena for your on out. So Loose Cannon finds his his and okay, here's something that really bothers me. And it shouldn't, but it does, because that's the kind of movie this is. This entire subterranean hospital looks like a goddamn hospital, except for the operating room, which looks like a goddamn basement. It's so confusing yep. to me. <laughs> Yeah, like, you literally come down basement stairs, I think, to get to it, even. Yeah, you go down basement stairs, then you enter into a legit hospital, which the surgery area is a goddamn other room in a basement. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, and and uh, Lou Scannon, uh, like, punches him out, at, like, restarts her heart, and with CPR, which is not how CPR actually works. Uh, <laughs> that apparently CPR is my nail gun. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> and uh, and so then he has a dramatic fight with Dr. Giggles uh, where guns are shot, but no one is actually hit. And, uh, and scannons are thrown through windows. And... Yeah, there's golf clubs because because doctors play golf. Get yep. it? 
And and at this point, oh yeah, Roseanne, uh, guy from Roseanne's there, because he's gonna save the day, and he takes old uh, Charmed because you know her heart had been stopped for twenty seven minutes or so, so she's not walking so good, not not dead from total lack of oxygen being circulated to her goddamn organs and whatnot, just a little woozy. Yeah, I don't think she was. Had her heart stopped that long? <laughs> it was long enough that I think not being able to walk would be the least of your problems. <laughs> and then, uh, so anyway, and then there's a fire that starts. Yeah, you know, because reasons. And with uh, canisters full of oxygen, like you know, like giant tanks of oxygen, because you know they're a hospital and need to deliver oxygen to patients. And um, Loose Scannon gets knocked unconscious or killed eventually. And uh, the guy from Roseanne and Charm try to go up the stairs to the actual first floor. And the stairs collapse. And they manage to get the guy from Roseanne up there. And then they're trying to haul up... uh, Charmed, and then Dr. Giggles grabs her and she wiggles her way out of the grip. And then he goes back to his operating, burning operating room in order to giggle things better. Yeah, you know, you gotta laugh at a fire. Everybody knows that. <laughs> and then the whole fucking house explodes, which is not the way oxygen would work. <laughs> yeah, oxygen will will definitely make a fire bigger, but I don't think it explodes so much. No, it will make it like the fire burn faster, but probably not fast enough to explode. And, uh, and uh, they're rushed to the hospital because this movie sh- is is should be over, but it's not over. Right. And and then they have to do emergency prolapse heart valve surgery. And as they're n- knocking her out, the nurse sees blood coming in under the so-called surgery room door, and then there's some Either. dead folk. And yep. turns out Dr. Giggles is not only okay, but has uh, stopped and picked up some sort of giant suitcase full of weird shit. Yeah, weird medical devices, one of which is a fucking gopher trap. <laughs> I recognize this because living out in the country... Our yard had gophers for a while, so my dad bought some. And they're kind of mean because you put them on either side of a gopher run. The tines go on the side of a gopher run, and there's a set of three tines that you pull up and kind of they stick above the ground. And then the gopher runs through and hits a, like a metal plate, and the three tines shoot down into the gopher and kill it. I mean, it's not a nice device, but it's efficient. It's not a medical device. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Charm runs off and locks herself in a supply closet of some sort. And, uh, Dr. Giggles busts in and she uses a combination of jars of liquid and a defibrillator. And I think that's supposed to be saline solution, which would at least make it out of conductive liquid. And, uh, electrocutes him. But Dr. Giggles is a motherfucking Jason Voorhees, so that doesn't kill him. Yeah, but like, and it's like, it's 1992, which I believe is nine years after Return of the Jedi, and 
fucking uh, the emperor had better lightning effects than, than this did. That's true. <laughs> so she uh, she hits him with her own doctor quip. It says, take two of these and call me in the morning and shanks him with varying not medical equipment. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> and then comes two after a successful heart surgery and her dad's there. He's fine. And guy from yeah. Roseanne's there and he's also fine. We got a broken arm, but other than that, he's fine. Yeah. And they're like, hey, what a crazy summer so far. Oh, <laughs> now that your heart's better, we can bone. <laughs> and then they play some horribly on the nose song at the end, and that's that. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. <laughs> yeah, that is that is probably the second best retelling of Doctor Giggles I've heard, Chris. That's. I'm sorry you heard another one. <laughs> So, Chris, what did you think of the movie? I think that it's very middle of the road. It it seems like they couldn't commit one way or the other on this thing. Part of it wants to be this this wacky, like uh, slapsticky comedy deal, where Doctor Giggles is always making jokes and he's got all this ridiculously oversized medical equipment what with the giant band-aids and such and part of it wants you to take it super serious that there's super high stakes and and this guy's out for revenge against what happened to his dad and it the whole thing is just kind of meh it's right in the middle it's not bad but it's not good it's just kind of there uh, there's some pretty good effects in it. There's a couple of interesting shots in it. Every so often a joke lands, but overall, I'd say you could probably skip this one. I mean, if you want to sit around and have some drinks with a couple of dudes and just be like, this is dumb, that's about the only time I could see ever saying, give this one a go. What do you or think, if you want to have a Troy? Room orgy. Yeah, if you want to you know, have a blueprint for that. Yeah, um, you know, I kind of fall in the same the same uh, vein as you. I will say uh, one scene that stood out to me uh, just because of my wife is in the flashback. Uh, Doctor Giggles was performing surgery on his stuffed animals, you know, removing bits of them and sewing them back up together, which apparently is something my wife used to do as a child. And so you combine that with the heart valve issue that she shared with Charmed. I'm pretty sure my wife is at least. Uh, 50% Dr. Giggles. Uh, so if I uh, if I die from some kind of horrible medical procedure, everyone will know why. This is out on the internet now. So If you get uh, gopher trapped. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, this movie was not really inspiring. Uh, the one-liners got really old really quickly. I don't mind like a one-liner here and there, but when every kill except for one as a one-liner... And the only way they subvert it is when Officer Almost John McCain basically says, I gave up 35 years of drinking for you, and then gets killed. Uh, that at least was kind of nice that they flipped the script on that one kill. But literally every other kill had a one-liner, so uh, fuck that. That's never, that's never necessary, ever. Uh, 
So, yeah, I mean, I will say this is a good hangover movie because there is there's absolutely zero brain power needed for this movie. But if you want to, like, if you're hungover and you're making yourself some, like, a greasy breakfast and you want something on the background, eh, put this on. You could do worse. Mm. That's my thoughts on that. And uh, I have no idea what we're doing next. Um, I don't yet, but while I'm looking up, I will say thank you to Todd for uh, your first suggestion. Uh, we look forward to more. Uh, since you are a super fan, I'm sure you'll have plenty. Um, and if you would like, anyone else would like to send us suggestions, because I'm sure Todd already knows how, because he's a super fan. We uh, we will take suggestions at our Facebook, which is at Slaughterhouse Princess at Facebook. Uh, we have our email, which is Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com. You could message us on Twitter, which is uh, at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess because Chris doesn't know how to make Twitter handles. Uh, you could princess.com you could uh, look at our website which won't tell us anything but it will allow you to see what we've done in the past which is slaughterhouseprincess.com you could throw a good dollar or two our way at our Patreon which is patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com and next week uh, ironically enough is Heartless by, from recommended to us by Mr. Green. <laughs> well, that is serendipitous, to say the least. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I'm not sure if he uh, uh, teamed up with Todd or not for that one. But, uh, yeah, I, I know nothing about this movie, so I'm curious and excited. I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, Mr. Green usually sends us pretty good stuff, so, uh, except for Gator Bait. Yeah, well, we can't all be 100%. That's just life. Well, I don't know. I'm 100%. 100% of what? Uh, 100% not Brett. Take the blue pill.